Blog Talk Radio. with your girl Nakia. Guys, I am so excited to be here with you this evening. I say that every week, right? But I, I'm so excited for so many reasons. All right, so let me let me try to break it down really quickly. All right, so it's it's February. We made it to the second month of a new year. So you should all be excited about that. With so much death around us right now, you should all just be praising the most high that we have made it to the second month of another year. That right there, that's enough for us all to get excited about. Yes? Yes. The second day of the second month. And you you all know how I feel about the number two, right? But here we are, 2-2 two, two of 2021. Yes, I'm super, super excited about that right there. All right, so I'm also excited because my one and only daughter is turning 20 on this Saturday. Yes, so I'm, I'm super excited about that as well. We don't have a lot planned because, you know, COVID has pretty much got everybody locked down, right? But you know, in her discussions with her, you know, the few girlfriends that she has, they want to do this sleepover. I know. Y'all are thinking she's 20. She wants to sleep over. I know. And I was talking to some male friends of mine, and they were like, I knew you at 20. You wasn't sleeping over with females. It, you know, we laughed it all off because I really wasn't sleeping over with females. Y'all can laugh. Um, but I thought my daughter is just, she's like, she's like the perfect version of me if I were ever perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't ask for a better daughter. Like, just, just perfect in so many ways. So happy early birthday to my one and only daughter. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that right there. And then, you know, just everything that we have going on here at Indie Fire for the month of February, we've talked about it so much, guys. We've talked about it, you know, over the course of the past couple of years, how we wanted to expand on so many different levels, you know, and each year as we have our award show, we always have minimal numbers in certain categories. You know how this year or this past year, we just introduced our best rock category. We only had two in that category. Well, guess what? For 2021, already for the month of February, we got five for the month of February, okay? So um, I'm, I'm excited for that right there because we're introducing like heavy metal on Indie Fire for the month of February. So that alone has me super, super excited. So, yeah, guys, if you can't get excited on that right there, like, like, yo, change your alcohol. That's what you need. Change your alcohol. That's what you do. Change your alcohol. So, yeah, so that right there just has me, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy excited tonight for my guests, you know, 
And you know how we, we always talk about the most promoted interview? Yeah, these guys tonight, they're going to be in that category because they, they showed out for promotion of this interview tonight. So Yeah, so I'm excited about that as well. I didn't ask. How you guys been? Did I ask you? Well, how you guys been? You been good? You had a good weekend? Yeah, my weekend was good as well. All right, so moving on, let me quickly tell you, Wednesday, no show, Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 14-year-old Philadelphia up-and-coming hip-hop artist Shahid Franklin is going to be here with us. You don't want to miss that. I normally don't listen to music prior to the show, but I had to tap in and see what he was working with. He got a little bit going on. He got a little bit. So y'all make sure you tune in for that show. All right? And then back here on next Tuesday, uh, we got the Jeff Carlson Band. We got the boy rock and roll and hip-hop again. I'm sorry, rock and roll and heavy metal again next Tuesday. Yes, y'all got to get into this. I'm telling you, you can't sleep on the month of February. And then on Thursday, uh, we have Urban Fiction, LGBTQ author, V. Cole. Got a little spiciness going on next Thursday. Leading up to this anti-Valentine's Day show on next Saturday at 7 p.m. Co-hosted by your girl, Susie P. Newton. All right? So if you can't make them all, please, please, please do not miss them all. Okay? All right? You need a calendar? You know how to reach us. Fireradio.com. All right? Again, guys, my guest this evening, uh, heavy metal band, Corners of Sanctuary. I'm going to tell you, every time I looked at this name, I felt I felt some type of way. Like, I didn't know if I needed to really be scared and hide in the corner. You know, because you think of sanctuary, you think of the church, right? Well, I do. You know, I'm, I'm more religious. I think of the, the church. And I didn't know if I needed to be scared and go actually hide in the corner um, because I had, like, evil thoughts. Or, or I needed to behave and come out of the corner and pray. I had all types of types of things going through my head when I saw that name. I really did. We're gonna get into the name in just a minute. <laughs> all right, but hailing from Philadelphia, new wave of traditional American heavy metal band Corners of Sanctuary formed in 2011 with the desire to bring back the sounds of classic heavy metal. One of the Sanctuary has performed across the U.S. and Europe and the U.K. with many notable artists, including Saxon, Anvil, Striper, Video, Joey Belladonna of Anthrax, Black Lodge, Mark Rizzo of Soulfly, Green Jello, Active Defiant, Brittany Fox, Janet Gardner of Vixen, The Iron Maidens, and Damon Johnson, among many, many others. Hailing after the announcement of the seventh album, Heroes Never Die, released on October 30th, 2020, the Philadelphia Warriors Corners of Sanctuary unleashed their first single, We Never, providing a mere glimpse of things to come. We would never surrender, never give in, never back down. The lyrics scream a call fire of resistance, of defiance, a pursuit for a better way of life. Yet, for every purpose as this, one has to struggle, fight hard, put down an effort to reach goals, necessarily a walk in the park. Indie Fire listening audience, I present to you my very, very special guest this evening, heavy metal band, 
members, Corners of Sanctuary. And joining me this evening, I have Mick Michaels and C. How are you this evening, fellas? All right. How are you? My mouth is dry. Hold on just a minute. Hold on. Okay. Well, that's, there was a lot going on there. <laughs> I am good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Now let's try this again. How are you both this evening? Amazing. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I wanted to say, as I segue into this right here, that, you know, here on Indie Fire, we are, as I mentioned, we're all inclusive. We cater to every genre. We firmly stand behind our mission to uplift, to inspire, and to entertain our listeners, you know, by providing a platform that gives all independent communities an avenue of expression to promote their brands and expand their followers, their fan base, um, as well as their supporters. Um, and we've dabbled in, you know, alternative rock in the past, and we've had the um, melodic uh, rock band Pressure here last year. You know, and as I've mentioned, we are fortunate to have um, rock and roll and heavy metal here this month. I'm so, so, so excited, again, to have you guys here with me this evening. Um, but for those who may not be um, well-versed on, you know, exactly what, heavy metal is, I want you to take the opportunity just to explain to them, you know, I grew up on, on, I guess, what would be classified as hard rock. You know, I love me some, some Guns N' Roses, you know what I'm saying? I love Aerosmith, um, uh, Quiet Riot, you know what I'm saying? I listened to these guys back in the day, Led Zeppelin, ACDC. I listened to them in the 80s. I'm telling my age now, but I listened to them in the 80s. You know, I like the hard rock and then the classic rock, but why was it Oh, no, explain to them the difference between this, this what you call new wave of traditional American heavy metal and classic heavy metal. Just break it down for my listening audience very quickly. Well, you, you know, heavy metal kind of evolved out of that hard rock scene, you know, early Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, uh, things of that nature. You know, it was bands that were maybe cranking up the distortion a little bit more, getting a little bit more aggressive, you know, uh, really reaching past some boundaries that music had kind of laid in. This was happening in the 70s. It, it kind of started reaching its early peak in, in the late 70s, especially with the British invasion. They called it the new wave of British heavy metal. Bands like Judas Priest, Except, um, you know, Grim Reaper, things like that, Iron Maiden. Um, and it was just, it was that culture. It was a counterculture to the punk, to the pop, and to the hard rock that was kind of kind of stemmed off of like, you know, early Beatles and Rolling Stones. Um, and once, once it came here to America, to the States, it started taking on yet another new form. Um, you started getting bands like, you know, Queensryche and Sabotage, and it had this harder edge to it. And then, you know, as the 80s went on, it, it became more of a mainstream thing with the push of, of um, MTV, you know, and you had the hair bands, you know, with the big hair and the spandex and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of music just kept mm-hmm. evolving. You know, heavy metal in its, in its more traditional form, truer form, was still evolving at that point. You started getting the underground with thrash like Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, those type of bands. And it's just been expanding into that. It's gotten into the more extreme 
aspects over the years um, with the with the change in vocal uh, as they go gone from clean vocal to you know the growling and screamo and the gutter type stuff. So it you know just like with any other form of uh, music, it's it's gone through a transition. That help? Yeah. And so why why was it so important for Corners of Sanctuary to um, bring back the classic metal sound? Well, for us, um, that's the music that we grew up on. That's that's kind of where we were coming from. You know, those, those early bands like Judas Priest and Accept, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Dio. And at the time when this band was getting ready to form we were to us we weren't hearing that kind of music anymore it had gone someplace else so we said hey you know let's let's do stuff that's more reflective of our roots the things that that we want to hear more of that we weren't hearing at the time and uh you know kind of honor those those people that that were pioneers for our type of music um and then do it with a modern twist as we, we kind of call it the you know the 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 classic sound of modern heavy metal or the modern sound of classic heavy metal, however you want to look at it. This question just came in and it, it seems like it's so right on time. I normally don't take questions, but it seems to be so right on time because you just mentioned something about growling and screaming. And so um, this is a, a listener question. <laughs> they asked, um, and it's a multi-part question. They want to know, what is home life like? Is it loud? And do you scream in normal conversation? <laughs> Guys, uh, they're actually well, totally I'm, normal. They're not screaming now, so I wouldn't think they would scream in normal conversation. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Italian, so we scream all the time. It's, well, if, well, we're not, if we're not screaming, he's, he's Italian too. So. Well, here's, well, here's the thing. Italians don't scream. They just talk louder than most people. Yeah, that's they're all. Just so, loud. So, so yeah, they're, they're just loud anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is when, and, when uh, we have yeah. like five TVs going on. Yeah. But I mean. <laughs> yeah. And actually, <laughs> actually, if you talk to my wife, I guess I yell all the time because I've lost some of my hearing over the years. So, yeah, I, I mean, um, so there, there is a lot of that. But believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, it's, it's not as loud as people would, would often <laughs> think because you kind of want to separate yourself from that. There's um, if you're doing it, I guess when you're, when you're younger, it's, it's a lot easier to maintain that, that intensity of you know, the music all the time at, at these, at mm-hmm. these great volumes. It, I don't think it's, it's, you know, again, we're, we're not just casual, casual listeners. We're also, we're also kind of creators at the same time. So you, just like a roller coaster, you have to go up and down and, and, and get excited about the, the rise and, and the downward motion. So you got you to gotta, gotta get into that flow to really kind of get creative all the time. And sometimes you can get creative in the quiet times. And I think that's a stereotype also. You know, when you think of heavy metal, you just think of um, you, 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 you're probably this, this question or this um, person who sends this question and is probably thinking of, of what you remember from back in the 80s. You're thinking of the, the long black hair that was spiked on the top and, and the guitar and, and the screaming and the um, shirt off and 
um, sliding across the stage, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I want this person to send another question and correct me if I'm wrong. That's what you're thinking of um, when you think their home life may be screaming all the time. You know, that's what I envision um, when I think of heavy sure. metal from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, when now, um, for some reason, evanescence is what I see when I think of the music now. For me, it's a little more tame for me now. You know, um, right. Sons of Roses will still be my favorite, but uh, for some reason, everything's more tamed down. You know, it's more, it's low key for me now. It's not like it used to be. I don't see Kiss, you know, anymore. Faces painted, and I don't, I don't see that <laughs> anymore. Everything's, you know, it's more, it's tamed down for me now. So I think that's maybe what this this person was was referencing. Um, I want I want to talk about you know how things were for you guys last year. Um, I know that you, your bio states that you were headed to uh, the UK to go on tour in the month of March. And I know right. that COVID kind of ramped up in the month of March. So did all hell yeah, break we, loose for you guys? <laughs> what happened? Were you in yeah, the UK? It, what would happen? Well, we, I mean, actually 2020 started out to be a fantastic year. I mean, we had a lot planned, um, you know, things were, were scheduled. So we were, um, I mean, we were in the UK uh, touring when all this really, now, I mean, we were kind of aware of it, you know, before we left, but we, everybody was given the green light. There was no travel ban. Okay. Uh, when we're going to do what we're going to do. So we're out, you know, we doing what we're going to do. After our first show, we got a message that our flight was canceled and there was no available flights at this point and that they were talking about doing a travel ban. So we, you know, we started looking around for flights. Unfortunately, every flight that we kept taking was canceled because we figured, well, we'll just keep going until we can't go. We, we, you know, we, we were here. We might as well finish. I mean, what, what, you know, and uh, we just couldn't find a flight and, and we were told that the that the UK was okay, but in, by the time our second show rolled around, they had they had flip flopped, and the, the travel ban was starting that coming Monday or Tuesday yeah. or something. I mean, it, it was it was literally within the span of four days. It was like, hey, you can you can kind of find another um, flight, flight um, you know, because UK is still fine. And then literally like the next day or or yeah, the next day it was like, yeah, um, you need to get out like now because. The travel event's happening wow. Monday, yeah. and if yeah, and, and if and if you don't get out now, they're not going to let you back in the states. And so we wow. we scrambled, we scrambled to find a flight, and we took. So we were going to try to go later on, as far you know, we were going to try to hold out as long as we could. But we got we got a call, and we said, "Listen, they found us a flight. You you either take it or you're stuck here till May." Um, and then you know when all this is happening in reality. You want to be home. You want to be home with your family. Right, make sure everybody's right. safe. So we're like, all right, let's let's just take it. We got to, you know. And unfortunately, we had to cancel the whole tour, the rest of the tour, and it it was it was a bummer. But you know, we hope to go back once things are kind of kind of squared away and everybody's feeling safe again. Oh my goodness! So you made it back. Yep. Little touch and go, little touch and go, but it was it was touch and go. It was a little little nerve wracking at like the last you know, forty eight hours because um because we were basically taking shifts to try and find uh, fly, uh t- 
tickets for flights and stuff like that. So it was it was kind of like, okay, Mick, it's your turn. Okay, T, it's your turn. Okay, right. James, it's oh. you, you know, kind of things. It was, it, it was very um, uh, it was, it frustrating. Was, yeah, it was frustrating, <laughs> nerve-wracking, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I again, even imagine. Yeah, we had a lot of support over there and here, actually. Um, so it was – we. You know, we couldn't have done it without those people kind of, you know, being in our corner. So we did get a good fish and chips meal, though. I'll tell yes, you that. We did. <laughs> I, 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 I came with uh, peas, and actually, those peas. I, I know we don't have peas like outside the house. Yeah. But like the peas were actually really good. Yeah, they were really good. It was really good. So it was definitely worth the struggle. <laughs> well, that's that's great. <laughs> That's great. We and, have a lot and, of hip hop artists that are in the UK um, that speak of um, how great the fish and chips are there. So um, hopefully we'll get a chance to get over there, and when when all of this dies down, um, we'll get a chance to get back over there and um, get a meal with them. But I know that you had a track, uh, quarantine lockdown. Yes. Now did this we, come we out did. of? Uh, yeah, it came out like so. We came when we came back. We weren't sure what we we took like two weeks to figure out. Well, now what do we do? Like everything, right. like we we had a we had this a southern U.S. tour in June that was canceled. Um, we yeah, were some, we, West a West Coast. Coast tour in the fall, which was pretty much canceled. So we were like, well, now what do we do? So we took two weeks to kind of figure out, you know, and it's just like yeah. everybody else we went into a panic, like, Oh my God, we're losing this, losing that. So we, we had made a decision instead of looking at, at everything that we were going to possibly lose, let's look at what we have and what's possible for us to do. So we decided the first thing we were going to do is let's get some new music out there and we'll just give it away for free. Um, you know, cause everybody's looking for something to do. So we did that right, and we right. did that quarantine down EP and we just made it available as a, as a free uh, digital download. Um, and then it gave us actual time to finish up our album that we've been working, we were working on and off for the last year and a half because of tour and we'd start and then stop and start. So we were able to finish that as well. And then we did some other one-off singles and I mean, we stayed pretty busy throughout 2020 considering we, we kept trying to book shows that would, that would book. And then as unfortunately, as we got closer to them, they would cancel because mm-hmm. state to state, you know, <laughs> everybody yeah. was doing something different so it was very hard to to plan too far into the future the only thing that we knew that we had control of was what we were going to do and the music that we could write and and get to the audience and that's what we focused on this, ugh. Oh, i almost said this just sucks but you know um as i've said so many times in this show um We've all been afforded the opportunity for growth throughout all of this. If anyone has remained stagnant from March of last year to this present moment, um, shame on you. You know, um, if you're in the same position, whether it be your creative side, you know, whether it be financially, um, if you're in the same position, uh, and financially I shouldn't have said that, but if you're in the same position that you are, um, that you were in last year, you know, shame on you. Because, again, we've been afforded just so many opportunities, whether you've taken them or not. Um, it, it's just been on you. Um, because, again, 
um, our, our creative side. You know, I, I let me break that down because I may have lost somebody. You know, um, this has been the perfect opportunity for us to be able to see that, you know, I've always wanted, and I'll use this as an example, I've always wanted to write a book. And I've used this opportunity to write the book. You know, I've always wanted, and I have multiple businesses, but I've, you know, I've started many more businesses throughout COVID. You know, um, for people who have just, just wanted to expand on, on just things that they never thought that they could have done, COVID has been the perfect opportunity for them to do this. And for our music artists, you know, things that they never thought that they could have accomplished, um, COVID has opened so many doors. We've seen it as, you know, a, a resistance, but it has not been. It has been they've discovered so many ways um, to get around and, and make things happen for themselves as music artists. Um, and it's just been amazing when I hear stories. You know, I, I didn't think, you know, I thought because venues were, were closed and, you know, this door was closed, I wasn't going to be able to, to sell. And, you know, they've seen their streams go up. And it's just been amazing um, how they didn't think they would be able to prosper because of one door being closed or this avenue being shut. But yet and still, they've been able to prosper. So um, for you all, have has has since the start of the pandemic, um, have you been able to use your platforms to promote, you know, any other cause um, globally? Have you been able to pick up and say, you know, hey, um, now we're going to piggyback off of what we've seen some other artists do, and now we're going to promote this cause? Um, or, you know, uh, I don't know, say for an example, um, homelessness awareness. We're now going to promote this now, or, or I don't know, human trafficking, or, you know, have you just picked up another cause and, and now your brand promotes that? Have you done that since the pandemic started? Absolutely. We, we got our band, Quarters of Sanctuary, got involved in a multi-artist uh, collaboration in last April called Here and Now, H-E-A-R um, and Now. And what they did was is they got artists from throughout the globe, and we did a song to raise uh, awareness and to raise financial support for those that were initially affected by the COVID, you know, shutdowns. I mean, people, you know, awesome. we, we, millions of people lost their job, right? And then there was a lot yeah. of lot, lot of issue from that. It was just a trickle down, right? Our, our economy as a nation, as individual states was affected. People on all levels were affected. So we were able to, uh, we were able to, to be a part of that. And um, we, we promoted that most of the year. Now we're actually um, doing it again, that those um, keep it metal promotions. um, They're the guys that spearheaded it and they're doing it again for another song uh, to put together and we got involved and it's to help raise awareness and to get it off the ground that save our stages act that the government's trying to put out to help venues yeah. that are now, you know, falling that they can't, they can't stay, you know, cause they, they can't be open uh, as well as booking agents. Cause really if there's not a stage for people to play in the long run, when things mm-hmm. go back, to whatever mm-hmm. normal is not going to be able mm-hmm. to go anywhere. So we're involved in that um, as a band awesome. individually, we do stuff every year. We do stuff for the United Way, and we raise, we do um, food drives and things of that nature. Uh, we were part awesome. of the Wrecking Ball Metal Fest, which was um, at the end of last year, which was an online event. It's normally a, 
a festival, a live festival, but a lot of things have gone online. Um, and they raise awareness and funds for the United Way as well. And they and we've done some stuff mm-hmm. for cancer. So, yeah, we try to get involved. We, listen, if you don't give back to the community, there is no community to give to That's later no on. There's no community so, to give to. That's right. That's right. So we're part of the community as well. We And, and you know, giving back is, is kind of what this band has always kind of done. Uh, and it, it's, it's just good, man, it, you know, because you never know when you may need it. And you're just hoping That's somebody right. will do it for you. Don't run. That's right. I always yeah. tell people there's a thin line um, between where you are today and where you can be tomorrow. I've seen so many people, um, you know, I live in the South now. And so I've seen hurricanes just come and destroy. You know, you are living perfectly normal today. And tomorrow the hurricane come and destroy, and you have nothing tomorrow. So there's that 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 thin line between you know where you are today and homelessness tomorrow. And so you never know when you can be in the, that predicament. You must treat people the way you want to be treated. And so I commend you guys. Um, I'm big on that. You know these artists. Um, you're never you're never to uh, be able to go out and to the community and give back. These are the people that you want supporting you. Um, and so you need to be able to go out and, and show your love and support to that same community. So I'm, I'm big on that. So I salute you all for what you do um, for the community and globally as well, because United Way is, is, is global. So yeah, big up to you guys for that right there. I want to jump into the track that I have for you all, and as I read, um, and I'm reading straight from your bio, um, it says we would never surrender, never give in, never back down. Um, these lyrics scream a call for fire, a resistance, a defiance, a pursuit for a better way of life. Um, to me, these lyrics seem to scream what every person in 2020 Black America felt last year and still continues to fill. What's the storyline behind We Never? A lot of our, our music, a lot of the lyric content is um, self-empowerment. It's, it's overcoming mm. challenges. Um, it's mm. surpassing them and, and really kind of like living true to your, to your beliefs. Um, and that, those beliefs could be anything. But, and sometimes you're going to face, especially in our in our business, you know, you'll get your, you have a lot of naysayers. People tell you, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Keep your day job, that type of thing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we hear that quite often, believe it or not, but it's, you know, you're gonna, if you're going to do it, then you better do it a hundred percent and you got to be true to yourself while you're doing it. And if you're going to hear all this, people are going to tell you how to do this, how not to do this. But at the end of the day, you have to face yourself. And, and if you're not doing that you're going to have some regrets and then things you're always going to be, you're going to be wondering. So if you're going to do it, do it. And if you're going to fail at it, at least you did it and you take responsibility for it. And if you're going to take, if you're going to be successful, that means you did it and you're taking responsibility for it. So just do whatever you can do and make the best of it. Every day isn't going to be a, you know, a hit out of the park, but that doesn't mean it ain't worth trying. Go ahead and introduce your track, We Never, to our listening audience. 
This is We Never from our album Heroes Never Die from Corners of Sanctuary. Station Andy Fire and Fire with your host Lil Timmy and the Kier right here right on the here, station right here. With all the hottest <laughs> hip hop hits and Fire and Fire let's get it let's get it delayed reaction much yes if you're just tuning in you are live right here on Two Rich Tuesdays on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia and my very special guest heavy metal band members uh Mick. Michaels and team from Corners of Sanctuary, and that right there was We Never. Let me tell you guys, were you shocked like I was? I was. I was. I was a little shocked. I was. I make it a habit not to listen to music in advance. Um, I want to be just as excited as my listening audience, but I, I listened to that prior to. And so when the music came on, I've already heard this. That's because I listened to it in advance. 
Um, so I had already knew what I was going to hear when the music came on, but I was still shocked. You know, when the beat dropped, I always get excited. So I'm around here dancing. So when the music stopped, I wasn't prepared. You know, that's why that was that we had the delayed reaction there. Anyway, now I'm a little tired because I was around here, you know, head. Yeah, I was in my heavy metal mode for a minute there. What did you guys think about that? I liked it because I was screaming the lyrics like we would never surrender. I was ready for the lyrics because I knew the lyrics. We would never surrender, never give in, never back down. I liked it. You like it? You like it? Yeah, I liked it too. <laughs> anyway, and as as you stated, it, the they they write about um, self empowerment. I believe he said. Um, don't quote me on it. I could be wrong. But that's what I took from it. Um, you know, and and I made it about 2020 Black America. Um, but in general, right now. You know, that's, that's what our country needs. We need to be empowered. Um, we need to stand firmly on, on our beliefs and, and what we believe in. And, um, like, I could see myself waking up to that in the morning. Like, that could be an anthem for me right there, first thing in the morning. That could be, like, my alarm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need that first thing in the morning. Uh, when I'm late and I'm hitting the snooze button, I could definitely listen to that first thing in the morning. What do you guys think? Could you put that in rotation around here? Head nod? You think so? I could do that. You know what I'm saying? I could do that. <laughs> I wanna I wanna switch things up just a little bit. Guys, all right, we talked about this before the show. I hip hop and hardcore are the more or the most popular um genres of music to date. Um, but many people refuse to, to listen to one over the other. Um, now, we all know that music is the universal language. Um, both hip-hop and hardcore, they push the boundaries. And hardcore, um, they are true American art forms. And even in 2007, I believe it was the first time um, they allowed hip-hop artists to be admitted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, that right there shows us that, you know, even though these genres are distinctly different in style, that, you know, henceforth, both of these genres are going to share the same space um, by sharing legacies, you know, in the same hall. And I know, you know, as we all know, we have um, some some very, very, um, I don't want to call them famous, but some of the, the, the best collaborations of hip-hop and heavy metal collaborations, we have like Lincoln Park and Jay-Z, we have um, Tyler the Creator, with Trash Talk, we have um, Gucci Mane has uh, the Marilyn Manson song. Um, but I want to know how you guys feel about the subgenre of heavy metal called rap metal, right? We have artists like um, Rage Against the Machine and Biohazard, um, and even Kid Rock, who have, um, they know the importance, you know, the, the importance of both um, the musical styles of hip hop and heavy metal, but they refuse to let either the metal or the rap elements overshadow one another. Um, what do you feel about subgenres like rap metal or even new metal? Well, again, you know, being uh, actually, I mean, subgenres have become have become the way to 
or for a band or and or artist to create distinction for themselves. So it's just it's just getting it's that's again for us it's kind of like it's always been something that's existed. I think where the there isn't that there isn't that separation as much as people think in terms of the artist to artist, where it's more the classification actually happens uh, among fans and listeners because to us, it's all, it really is just all music and there's different stuff. I mean, you know, you're going to have, but you do have, you do have people that won't cross boundaries because of either there could be an uncomfortable feeling or, or maybe they're not quite clear on how to do it. Or, you know, again, what resonates well with people. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. I, I mean, Early hip hop, you know, like um, like Fat Boys and cool, cool uh, you know, uh, those guys back and then they, there was a lot of groove to it, which kind of carried over into to a lot of the music that was happening, uh, even in the mainstream, uh, whether they wanted to admit it or not. So, you know, when Aerosmith and Run DMC got together in the late 80s to do, um, you know, that a, a modern version of Walk This Way. Walk this way. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, I mean, again, now, though Aerosmith wasn't really um, heavy metal, they were lumped into it by the 80s because a lot of those bands just fell into it. And it just it was just more of a money-making term than than a, a true classification of the of the mm-hmm. actual music or genre. Um, but I thought it was really, you know, it, it just kind of opened up the floodgates that kind of existed already. You just didn't see... You just didn't see it in the mainstream. And then, you know, over time, you got Body Count with Ice-T. And then, like you said, Linkin Park moved into it and, and those bands in the late 80s. And, and then, then everybody was crossing over um, with with it in, in some way or another. So and they did the same thing with with metal guitar, you know, um, you know, with Michael Jackson bringing in like, uh, you know, Eddie Van Halen and, and Steve. Oh, Stevens yeah, on yeah, guitar yeah. And yeah. All that kind of stuff. So. There was that that crossover, that bridging, that you just had certain people doing it that could make it uh, more um, palatable for the audience, right? So it was like, oh, wow, that's cool. All of a sudden, Eddie Van Halen became a little bit more mainstream because of Beat It. And, and later on, right. you know, with when he did it again in the 90s with Slash, uh, you know, kind of bridging that, that gap, especially in the 90s when uh, the <laughs> was not as popular in the, in the same way it, that it was in the eighties, you know, because grunge and alternative took over. And one of the bands that kind of uh, sailed through that in a, in a positive way was guns and roses throughout that early part. So, you know, bringing, bringing, crossing those genres is, is, well, is marketable. It's very smart. Um, but I don't think it's, it's something that's kind of always, always was there. You know, like um, a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of people will look at it like it's a it's a it's a color thing. And, and it, it really isn't like that at all. Um, if you think about if you think about if you go back down to, back to the 60s during the Motown sound, those musicians that were providing the backbeat for all those Motown artists, they were both black and white. They were quality musicians, artists at the top True. of their game. And. And if if that group wasn't together, you wouldn't have had what was called the Motown sound, right? Which then led That's into right. everything else that started to happen in the 70s, both which led into disco. 
So, That's you know, right. and regardless of, of what people wanted to classify it as, it just was, it just was so monumental in, in, in um, bridging gaps for, for artists in general to, to open up doors to a lot of different things. So I think, I think so it's, it's always been a positive, in my opinion. always been a positive in my opinion. So do you think Corners of Sanctuary would consider crossing genres and putting out a rap metal track? Or do you think your your fan base, you know, they're just accustomed to the sound that you're giving them right now? Um, I think you're always going to have people, uh, fans or listeners that are kind of, they're kind of stuck in a niche. It just happens, right? I think it's part of the human condition. However, this band now we haven't done anything rap type quite yet. Um, it just we haven't found anyone to um, to kind of go that route. However, we have kind of crossed some lines with experimental music. Like we do a lot of EP releases um, in okay. between albums. We actually experiment with different stuff there. We've had different sounds, and we've had male singers, female singers. We've had we've done even our recent holiday song. We do a Christmas song every year had this past one had more of a country feel to it than heavy metal. Um, Cause you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're, we're artists and we're songwriters. Right, right. And, and if we, if we're, if we're so narrow minded that, well, it's only heavy metal, then we're kind of goofy. And for me as a songwriter, like some of my yeah. favorite songwriters, Neil Diamond and Barry Gibb, and these guys are about as far Ooh, from yeah. heavy metal as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, if I could dance like Michael Jackson with a guitar, I'd do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, at my age, head banging, screaming real loud and uh, sliding on the floor, that doesn't happen much anymore. So, <laughs> and so I didn't ask and I'm, I'm into ask after um, we never played. Um, and you just said guitar. So who is who? Who's the lead guitar player? Well, I'm I'm the only guitar player, so I I get I got stuck playing lead. Um, so I play lead oh. and rhythm and yeah, I do a little bit of keyboards in the studio. T here, he's the drummer. Um, okay, okay. Our singer. That was my next question. All right, the drummer. Who's the singer? Uh, Frankie's our singer. Okay. Frankie Cross. And uh, James Perra is our bass player, and he does backing vocals as well. Awesome. James has, believe it or not, James has more of an R&B-style bass playing uh, approach than your standard, like your regular heavy metal player. So he's got a little bit of that, really? that groove. Yeah, he's got a little bit of groove to him, which, which I, I enjoy because he gives just, just a little bit more depth than the standard, uh, have, in, in our opinion. This is just our, you know, for our music. Um you know, because again, he's got, I mean, he, he, he's, he's diverse in, in his likes as well. I mean, he likes Barbra Streisand as well as ACDC and Black Sabbath. You know what I mean? So there's, there's some diversity there. And again, the, as yeah. an artist, you, you really should have some diversity. You know? <laughs> all right. So, all right. If I'm looking at the picture, if I'm looking at the picture, which one is James? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, the one that's on the uh, that was on the um, the event page. Yeah. For the for the tonight's interview, it goes um, it's yes. James, and then it's Mad T, and then it's 
uh, Frankie, and then I'm at the end, Mick. So if you're going, um, yeah, left to right. Okay. I'm not even going to tell you which one I got a crush on, but okay. All right. Hmm. Uh Okay. (laughs) It's it's probably James because we call him Big Daddy. We all got crushes on him. (laughs) Did you you say you all have crushes on him? Yeah, because we we call him Big Daddy. That's it. That's his name. We actually don't call him James. We call we 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 call him Big Daddy. So he um, no, he doesn't have he, hair. He doesn't have hair. I have crushed on one that's got a lot of hair. So hmm. <laughs> I well, I don't know. <laughs> so, how do you want your fans to remember Corners of Sanctuary? Um. Well, you know, again, like that the band the band provided them like some good music. Really, it it comes down to at the end of the day it's all about the music. Um all the members are uh, you know interchangeable unfortunately. It, it but that's part of the thing. That that's because there's of us are actually thinking solely about ourselves. We try to um remove all that ego stuff that often happens in bands and we focus yeah. on what's best for the because if if we're being true to the music, uh, I think the listeners will know that if we're if we're trying to pull something off that isn't really true to us, um, though we, we may be able to do it once or twice, it's not really sustainable. And I think we're doing a disservice to the listeners, to the fans, because the truer we are to what it is that we do, um, I think that they'll have a better experience. We'll have a better experience and we'll want to do it more often and share it with them. So I think, I think that, you know, if they, if it's about the music and they feel genuine about the music, then that's, that's good enough for us. So, and if you had someone that were listening now, an aspiring, um, rock or heavy metal artist and they say, you know, I've I've listened to this interview, I've I've read their bio, I've heard their music and, you know, I feel like I have what it takes. Um, you know, I've been given two hundred percent and um I definitely feel like I have what it takes, but maybe I'm missing something, you know? Um I'm just not getting where I need to go. I'm I'm not you know, um, I can't get my music played, you know, on, on any radio stations. I, I can't get booked and COVID has nothing to do with it. You know, I can't even get, you know, an interview. Um, I, what am I doing wrong? What piece of advice could you offer to this aspiring artist? The first thing I would say is I hear you, man. I hear that because, you know, we're all, everybody's struggling the same way, but on different levels. And so we understand that. I mean, there are markets that we can't get into. There are shows that we can't get on or get, get, you know, involved in. There's just, everybody experiences that regardless of the level. Um, I think the first thing you would have to do is determine what success means and then, if it's making a million bucks, well, my grandfather used to say, you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an undertaker, you get them coming and going. 
the music business today, that's not as easy to, to achieve. So you have to define what your success is and what that means and looks like to you. And if that means you have a good following on Facebook, fantastic. And then how do you build on that? Or does that mean, you know, you're writing good material and you're releasing it? You know, what does that look like? So on and so forth. I think at the end of the day, um, just like just like how we look at the music, you got to be true to yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to be true to yourself. If you believe in your heart of hearts that what you're doing can make a difference, not only for you, but for the people that, that, you know, hear your music, then just keep going. There, there is, and not to sound whatever, but I mean, and someone told us this a long time ago, and you can look at it one way or the other, but like there's an ass for every seat. That means you, you have just as much of an opportunity as anybody else. You have just as much of a right as anybody else to make your music, to sing your song, and share it with the world. Now, what the world does with it, that's something that we don't have any control of. But what we do have control of is the quality, the frequency, um, and the intensity of what we create. We have control of that. And if we're willing to put that time in, then it will pay off in some way or another. Just don't give up. If you if this is what you want to do, just don't give up because you're going to hear for every <laughs> for every yes you may hear, you're going to hear a, a thousand more no's. That one yes that makes the difference. Just keep going. Be true to yourself. That's all. Don't give up. Never surrender. <laughs> <laughs> Never give in, never back down. Right. <laughs> awesome words of advice, guys. And as I always tell you, you know, when we have our guests on the show, don't sleep on what they tell you. Um, these gems, these gems, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting sleepy. These gems that they drop on you, you know, soak it all up and don't just apply it to your career you know, as an artist, as an author, as an entrepreneur, you know, make it applicable to every part of your life because surely, you know, you can apply it to every part of your life. I want to say thank you to Mick and T, members of the Heavy Metal Band Corners of Sanctuary, for being here with me this evening. You could have been anywhere, but you were here with me, giving so freely of yourself, um, your time, um, your thoughts, your knowledge about this industry and about uh, Corners of Sanctuary um, to myself and my listening audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I have had an enjoyable evening with you both. Um, like I tell all my guests, once you're on the show, your family, you're welcome back at any time. Um, we're most definitely going to follow Corners of Sanctuary on their musical journey. Um, I can't wait to you guys go back to the UK. Hopefully, we can be there at the same time. Um, I think we got to go to Sweden as well. We got to get on stage with pressure um, when when Sweden opens back up. And so I can't wait to rock it out with Jim. Hopefully I can jump on stage with you guys and rock it out with you all as well. Um, do you have any parting words, any shout-outs you want to give to your fans, your followers, your family? Um, the floor is now yours, as well as to get all of your social media um, and contact information out also. Yeah, listen, thanks for having us on. We greatly appreciate it. We enjoyed it. It's always uh, it's always fun to talk uh, to like-minded individuals and just kind of, you know, and share ideas and things like that. So thank you so much. Thanks to your listeners. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. 
Uh, we just want to thank all the fans. Uh, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year. Um, we have some new music coming out. We got a, a two-volume EP happening called Blood and Steel, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Volume 1 comes out March 5th. Uh, it's going to be digitally released um, through RFL Records. And uh, in July, Volume 2 will come out. In the fall, we're going to be putting both of those volumes together along with a couple other songs, and we're going to do a limited-run uh, physical CD package. And again, this is all part of celebrating our 10-year uh, anniversary. I mean, because we've done, we've given Blood and Steel um, over the past 10 years. So we're very excited about that. We're very excited about sharing it with everybody. We had a big tour planned for this year. However, that probably isn't going to happen. So we, we spread the music out just a little bit more. So we want to thank everybody for all the support, uh, over the years that they continue to give us. Cause really without you guys, uh, we would just still be in my basement playing. So thank you so much for that. Um, and everybody that's been, you know, our family and friends have been so supportive. It's, it's not easy being uh, married or connected or involved with, uh, with a musician, people in a band, uh, especially, you know, ones that do nothing but scream and holler all day. So we thank <laughs> you for that. Uh, so you guys can check us out at cornersofsanctuary.com. That's our main official website. We have all our stuff there. There's even some free uh, music downloads you can get. You can sign up for our newsletter you know, of course, follow us on Facebook at Corners of Sanctuary, Instagram at Cos Nation Metal, and uh, Twitter at Cos and Roll. Uh, we got a LinkedIn too. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Um, so, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Be safe, everyone. Awesome, guys. Again, that website was CornersofSanctuary.com. You can find all of their links on the website. All right, guys, make sure that you're right back here on Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with 14-year-old, up-and-coming Philadelphia hip-hop artist Shahid Franklin. Until then, guys, you all have a good night. <laughs>